You're listening to The One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to The One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. I'm Tori Petrie, joined on the other line by Mike O'Hara. Mike, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, Tori Petrie. Quite a day for the, quite a week, I should say, for the Detroit yeah. Lions. But, you know, that's the National Football League. Yeah, I think we've got plenty of material to cover in today's podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, and, I, and I'm excited to talk to you about it because I know that you are, you know, close with Chris Spielman. You covered him for many years and then you do your segment with him on DetroitLions.com. So no better person to talk to about the events of this week than Mike O'Hara. So you know what? I'm happy to be chatting with you this morning. And I'm happy to chat with you, too. Yeah, I've known Chris a long time, started when he was a rookie in 1988. Probably one of the best second-round draft picks that Detroit Lions ever had. It just fell into their laps. And, and give them credit, uh, they made a trade in that, that draft season uh, that gave them that extra pick. And, and they had told Chris Spielman, if you're there in the second round, we're going to draft you when they're down there. Um down there to, to scout him down in Columbus and sure enough they did and they got Benny Blades in the first round so they really they built the core of their defense at least the heart of their defense with those two picks but that's that's history and just and, and full disclosure you know I consider Chris a personal friend to some degree on a lot of things and and and, and most of them are outside of football too. Absolutely. Well, what a trade for the Lions and how that has worked out over the years is really quite remarkable. If you're wondering why the heck we're talking so much about Chris Spielman and you haven't seen the news this week, that's because the Lions hired him as a special assistant to the chairman and president and CEO. So basically, he's going to be working in an advisory role with the Lions. It's kind of a, a new position that they created to kind of advise, uh, you know, the ownership, the team president that he's going to advise in the coach and GM search so it's a a really important role and it involves someone who Lions fans know and love someone who knows the game of football and he's coming back and getting back involved with this organization and I think a lot of people are excited about it Mike what was your reaction to that news well I think it's great and and but I think it's I, I think it starts even above Chris Spielman and I think the person we look at too on this one is is Sheila Ford Hamp the the who took over in June I believe it was as principal owner of the Detroit Lions, you know, succeeding her mother, Martha Firestone Ford. And I think this is clearly a new direction for the Detroit Lions. You know, you know, they've talked about wanting to be a more inclusive organization from the top down. And really with no knock on Bob Quinn, the general manager, and, and, and Matt Patricia, the head coach, although it started when Bob took over and, and as the general manager, they really separated the football department from the rest of the organization. And it was almost like, you know, if you cross that, you cross that threshold, you're an intruder, and 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 uh, Sheila Hamp, uh, just the opposite. She wants everyone in the organization to feel like an essential worker. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that affects me, but <laughs> <laughs> you're essential to me, Mike. <laughs> well, okay, that's one, but but I think I think really it's the idea that that, that ownership hands-on is reshaping the culture, mm-hmm. reshaping the priorities, and reshaping the entire attitude of the franchise. Now, look, National Football League, you can get good in a hurry, you can get bad in a hurry. It's time for the Detroit Lions to get good in a hurry. And and Chris Spielman was part of that, those teams in the uh, 1990s that really were among the better teams in the National Football League. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl because they didn't have the quarterback. They they were lacking the, the key element. But otherwise, those were really, really good teams. I know it was before your time, and I'm not pulling, you know, age rank on anything. <laughs> but no, but people of a certain generation don't even realize how good they were. 
And I'll just give you one. You know, they had a terrific personnel department headed by a man, the late Ron Hughes, and the 1995 Detroit Lions, who won their last seven games to go 10-6, and six, had 14 drafted players, draft picks, who made the Pro Bowl on that roster. Now, they didn't make it all out in 1995, but then multiple, multiple players made multiple, multiple Pro Bowls. That's how good they were. So, you know, build to that level, and we'll see what happens. Well, we will see if Chris Spielman can be as impactful in the front office as he was on the field. But it's certainly a nice move, like you said, from ownership. Something that stuck out to me from Spielman's introductory press conference this week was what he said made him finally decide to take this job. This is a, this is a job that he is leaving his broadcasting career for. This isn't just something he's doing as a supplemental thing. He is no longer going to be broadcasting uh, with Fox NFL. So this is was a big career move for him. And he talked about the timing of, of where when it was coming in his life and all like that, because obviously people make uh, career decisions in that way. But he said what switched him was a conversation that he had with Sheila Ford Hamp over the phone. He was in Cincinnati for his game and, and in his hotel room talking to Sheila Ford Hamp about this uh, potential career move. And he said that she was like a coach giving a locker room speech. And he was so fired up by the end of that conversation that that was what really put him over the edge and made him decide to take this position. Yeah, that she, like you said, that that put him over the top. And, and you know, Chris is a real strong family man. And I, it's probably pretty well known that his first wife, uh, uh, Stephanie, uh, passed away of cancer in 2009. Right. Uh, ten, you know, a ten-year battle with it. They had four kids. He's been since been remarried to Carrie, another just great, great woman. But Chris put family first, and 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 so he had, you know, in his broadcast career, he was able to, you know, remain at home in his base in Columbus. And, right. And now his last daughter, I think, is graduating from high school this year. So that I don't want to use the word freeze him up because that makes it sound like he was tied down, you know, against his will. No, but of course not. It, 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 yeah, but but just the opposite. But it opens the opportunity now for him to do other things. And sure. Here's what I thought was a key thing. Like when I talked to him on the phone yesterday evening, and and he made this clear. I said, "Are you going to commute?" He says, "No, I'm moving to Detroit." He said, wow. "I can't, I can't talk about changing the culture if I'm not in the culture." And I thought that was a big move. Absolutely. E- even more so, Tori, because of the fact that and. and uh, people down there in Columbus, when you see the for sale sign, you'll know it. He just, he and Kerry just moved into a new house down in, in, Colum- in the Columbus area, and they're going to sell that house and move here to Detroit. At least I think they're going to sell it. I, don't, I know Chris, he values a dollar almost as much as I do. <laughs> I don't think he wants to pay two mortgages. <laughs> in fact, when Chris pulls, his, pulls a dollar out of his pocket, the president's wearing sunglasses because he hasn't seen the sunlight in 10 oh, years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mike O'Hara. Only you could come up with lines like that. Well, I stole it from somebody. I, oh, I steal a lot of things, but, but <laughs> in other words, that is a real that that is a that is that is a work commitment. That is a lifestyle yeah. commitment. That's a passion commitment to move. You know, where he's he's lived in the Columbus area almost his entire life, and and you know played at Ohio State and right. all that. But he, he's that's just goes to show you, Chris doesn't do anything halfway. Real, he no. really doesn't. Not as a player. Not as a father not as a husband not as a friend not as anything it's, it's all in or nothing yeah absolutely I, I laughed a little bit during the introductory press conference because he was talking so passionately about taking this job and I do the preseason sidelines with Spielman obviously we didn't have any preseason games this year but usually Spielman's up in the booth I'm down on the sidelines and so I've got Spielman and and you know the play-by-play analyst in my ear the whole game 
And when Spielman gets to talking about the Lions and something that he's really fired up about, his voice will get louder and, you know, he talks faster. And you can tell that he just cares so much about this team. So there have been times where I've been on the sidelines listening to Spielman in my ear and just, you know, chuckling to myself, you know, while I'm not yeah. on the air because it, it he's so passionate about this job and it's so clear. And, you know, now he's carrying that same passion into a new role with the Lions, and you could tell that he was carrying that passion into that press conference, the way that he was talking. He would talk louder to the point where, you know, if you didn't know Chris, you thought he might be yelling, but it was just him expressing his passion, and I really enjoyed hearing from him in that way. Yeah, actually, a few times he was pounding his fist on the table yeah. at the desk in front of him, and, and you know, and, and we'll see. You know, look, you know, he – in, in his broadcast career, he does 16 or 17 games a year. I don't know if they take a, a bye week off or whatever. And at the end of the year, you're zero and zero. You didn't win or you didn't right. lose. You just did the game. And now it's it's a little different for him because his brother, Rick, Rick Spielman, is the uh, executive vice president and general manager of, yeah. the, of, of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he's been there since 2006. Before that, he was with the Miami Dolphins. And a little fact here that, uh, you know, Rick was a tremendous high school football player down in Ohio. I think he went to Southern Illinois, if I'm not mistaken, and and was actually he and he and Chris were rookies together in training camp of the Lions in 1988. Oh, Rick, I did not know Rick, that. Yeah, Rick got cut, and, and they are very very close. Rick got cut. Of course, Chris went on to become a multiple, you know, all all pro linebacker. In fact, I still remember my lead for the Detroit News on that on that column. One gets cut, the other the other bleeds. That's, Chris was just absolutely distraught that his I'm brother sure, got cut. I'm sure. But but accepted it, you know. But my point on all of this is, I should get to it before we, I take use up all your time. Is that <laughs> you know in, in 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 those in those games that he does, you know, and you know this too. You've done it. You, you have the production meetings with the coach, general manager, quarterback, players, and you really get information. You really do. Yeah. You get a, He is every 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 year. He probably does production meetings with you know. 18 to 24, 25 teams that he's covering. And you sort of get, you get a way of, you know, how teams operate. Now he's mm-hmm. done the NFL for the last five seasons for the Fox network. He did the preseason football for the Detroit lions off and on twice for maybe, maybe 20, 22 years, something like that. And before that he did college football and, and, and did the biggest, you know, the biggest games of the, of the week for, I think it was for ESPN. So he's really been exposed not only to what he's learned on his own from, playing football but as an observer of the game in a very important role as a broadcaster which has given him access to information and how people do it and then of course he has the resource of his brother rick who right. can give him the ins and outs except for two games a year right exactly well it definitely is interesting to have both of the spielman brothers in the nfc north i i think that's definitely something you don't see often around the league but you know mike you and i were both on that call uh with Rod Wood and Chris Spielman. What yep. is your understanding of what Chris's actual role will be with the organization? Well, like an assistant and, and an advisor, and you know, listen, at the highest form of government, what do we have? Advise and consent. And but someone has to make the decisions, and I don't think that Chris will be the decision maker. In other words, yeah. if I'm a if I'm a general manager candidate, which I think I'd be pretty good, by the way, if I was a general <laughs> manager candidate. Why are you laughing? Oh, I'm not. I'm laughing in agreement. No, if I was a general manager candidate, I would want to know what Chris's role in it. And and, and you, you'll find that out in the interview process. I don't think it's an impediment to hiring anybody. Right. I, because if you're a general manager candidate and if you're 
if you're experienced like Tom Dimitrov or Rick Smith or any of the guys whose names you're going to hear, you understand that a lot of things go on in a, in a, a lot of things go on in a franchise, and some of them are above your level anyway. The, the owner, you never know. You're not with the owner 24 hours a day, but but you'll want to know. Well, what is you know what is Chris Spielman's input in this? Uh, do I report to him? Uh, and I think the answer would be no. I think Chris will be an advisor right. on that stuff. But I don't think he – as my understanding, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's a decision maker. I think he's more of an influencer. Now, sometimes yeah. influencers can run amok and, and create decisions that sometimes you come back to regret. But I don't think that's – I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah, I have the same understanding as well. And, you know, something they talked a lot about on that call was – culture, culture change. Spielman talked about how he wanted to see unity across all facets of the organization. He didn't want an us versus them in any aspect of it. How much of an effect do you feel like someone in a position like his can have on organizational culture? Well, it has to trickle down to, uh, you know, sort of like being in the military from the general to the lieutenant colonel to the, you know, captain who runs the, uh, the company commander, to the first lieutenant who's the platoon leader, to the squad leaders who are, who are guys like me, you know, <laughs> spec five, spec four, you know, t- stuff like that. So it's got to go from the, it's got to go from the, a clear message, and that's what he talked about, clear communication. It's got to go from the top and filter right down to the bottom, so everybody's on the right page. Now look, you're going to have dissent. It happens, and I think that's healthy. I really do. I just, I, I think it's, I think. You have to have unity, which Chris talked about, but I think dissent is okay too. Don't be afraid to, you know, do it in the proper way. But, but to me, I think they're on the right track of, of every employee is an is an essential employee. Because if if you don't feel that way, then, you know, why should you know why should why should anybody working in an organization feel like an outsider? Bet MGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, is coming soon to Michigan. But you can sign up early and get $100 in free sports bets and $100 in free casino bets with bonus code LIONS. Be ready for the action the moment BetMGM goes live. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com to get a total of $200 in free bets with bonus code LIONS. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Well, Mike, that's great stuff on Chris Spielman, and you know I love having you talk about it because you know him so well. But I do want to touch on a recap of last week real quick and then talk about what the Lions have ahead of them. Obviously, the loss to the Packers, disappointing. They hung in there, but for me, I talked about this on Tory's take. I didn't feel like Lions fans had too much to be discouraged about because they hung with a very, very good Packers team uh, pretty well during that game. And they did it with a very beat up defense. No, I would I would agree with that, Tori. Look, even even you know the Lions had a brief lead there, seven nothing. Then it got to fourteen to seven, fourteen fourteen, twenty one twenty eight fourteen, you know twenty eight twenty one, and it ended up a seven point game. But really, even when it was just even when it was even when they were ahead, and it was look that was a terrific drive. It really was uh, to the first touchdown on <laughs> yeah. the shovel pass to T.J. Atkinson. I mean, it really was really well put together. And that was really a clever uh, play call by uh, by Daryl Bevel. That you know, to me, it's one of my favorite plays in football, a shovel pass, because it's all it's almost risk free. If you drop the ball, it's an incomplete pass. It's not a fumble. There's almost no risk in running it, and and, and it worked. But after that, Tory, I thought that uh, just like the game was just sort of being dangled out of reach 
I just had the feeling that, that Aaron Rodgers had an answer for everything that Detroit Lions did, whether it was those first two touchdown passes that made it 14-7, to or later when they got it to 21-14 on a third and six, third and goal at the six, and he's back in the pocket and pat, 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 pat the ball in and just sees the opening there, gets everybody over to the right, and then bingo, yeah. uh, outraces everybody to the left pylon for really a, a touchdown that was even easier than it looked. And but look, we're talking about one of the all-time great quarterbacks, maybe one of the top three in the history in the history of the National Football wow. League and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, who has an answer for him? Not many teams. He has right. to be off his game, and guess what? He very he very seldom does. So on the other side of it is it came with a cost for the Detroit Lions getting close there at the end, the rib injury sustained by Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens for Sunday in, 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 in Tennessee. Uh, I'd hate to speculate, but if I did, it doesn't look good right now, but we'll see what happens later in the week. Yeah, we definitely will. That was certainly the downside oh. to this game on Sunday. And you know, you look at that that uh, series of plays there, and we talked about this on the post game show a little bit. You know, that catch, well, looked like a catch from Marvin Jones Jr. That's a catch. Yeah, sure did look like one. Uh, you know that that if that had been ruled an actual catch, maybe the play where Stafford was hit and and was injured doesn't happen. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, look, we could do that like the old movie Sliding Doors. You know what happened if you get if you gotten on the on the subway or whatever. But I don't know if you saw Sliding Doors. Maybe that's before <laughs> your time. <laughs> People out there, educate this woman into what I'm trying to oh, tell her. Oh my goodness! Okay? <laughs> uh, no, we, we don't have that much time for me to explain things. But no, it, it, yeah, you, you can do that and all that. But to me, it was a catch. It was yeah. a catch. And what a catch! On the Insane. Ball, falls down. He's, yeah, that's an absolute great throw. It was you know, it's like putting a needle through a brick wall yeah. at the only opening and, and as, as, you know, as Matthew Stafford can do and a good tough catch by Marvin Jones jr. Who does what he does. And they decided it wasn't a catch. I, sometimes I don't get it. The only, the only justification for the call to me was that if they'd have called it complete on further review, they would have, they would have called it complete. They could, it was just too close to overturn. Uh-huh. I don't buy it, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I asked Daryl Bevel about that play on our coach's show, Lions Game Plan on Fox Sports Detroit. I talked to him this week and asked him what he saw on it, and he said there was pellets flying up from his feet. So pellets to us means contact. Look, sometimes logic in the National Football League and other pro sports is not part of the equation, and I think that was one of them. (laughs) Well, you know, regardless, uh, the Lions still, you know, put together some good offensive plays, but obviously obviously losing Matthew Stafford is huge. We don't know really if he is lost for any significant amount of time or anything, but, you know, they lost him for the end of that game there. Now Chase Daniel did a good job stepping in and, and, you know, taking over after Stafford, but... Matthew Stafford is QB1 for a reason. So what do you th- feel like this next game could look like if Matthew Stafford isn't able to go? Well, I don't think uh, as a, one of the columns I'm writing, we do a scouting report on the opposing team. And to me, going from Aaron Rodgers to Derrick Henry and and uh, and the Titans defense, it's no less daunting. It's just different. And they're right. going from what I consider like the artist with the full palette of colors. And that would be Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to the wrecking ball, which is, <laughs> is Derek, you know, you know, which is Derek Henry. I mean, look, he had 215 yards rushing last week. He's got 1540 for the season. He's like eight yards away from topping his total last year, which led the league. And look, this is a highly motivated, highly committed, not good, great 
running back playing for the Tennessee Titans. And I, as I do every week, I went, I, I go on online at their website and get their interviews after the, the game they just played, which is to me is a good time to get them because, you know, they just sort of still have the emotion of the game and all that. And one of the first right. things he did was that he wanted to apologize for his performance the week before against the Cleveland Browns. And I think he was held to 60 yards and, and, and they lost a game. And so, you know, he took it out on, you know, he took it out on the opponent last week, and guess what? I don't think he's going to slow down. I, th- I think they're going to try and, and just and run the ball and run the ball and run it some more against the Detroit Lions because you know, they're tied for first place in the AFC South with the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams have won nine games. They split the season series, and so this is really this is big time stuff coming you know coming down the stretch for for both of those teams. And the Detroit Lions are, are catching you know, catching Tennessee when they're playing with everything at stake. I mean, literally yeah. everything. Yeah, they got a lot to play for. I also love your analogy of the painter versus the wrecking ball. You're just so poetic, Mike. <laughs> On a monopoetic or just poetic? <laughs> just poetic. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you got to earn the rest of it. Well, I will. I'll try harder. <laughs> well, we got to get to Mike's pick of the week presented by MGM Grand Detroit, the king of sports books. You talked a little bit about this game between the Lions and Titans already. Who's it going to be Sunday? Well, they're not one of the better defenses at all. They really aren't. You, you could score on them, you could run on them, you could throw on it. But look, they're not just a one, one-man team on offense. You know, Ryan Tannehill, I think, has 28 touchdown passes, five interceptions. He's kind of really a couple of, of, of really good receivers there. You can, you can spread the ball around, and, and he's playing. I mean, whoever would have thought that Ryan Tannehill, when he got signed by the by the Titans last year after his first seven seasons with the Miami Dolphins, where he was like, you know, average to pretty good. But now he's really, he's a, he's a, he's a legitimate NFL quarterback now that you can yeah. lead a team a long way. I just think it's too tough for the Lions. They're, you know, they, they, they haven't shown much defensively. They didn't have a single sack last week. I doubt they'll get one this week or, or get much pressure on the quarterback this week. I'm taking the uh, I'll take the Titans by a big score. I think they're ten and a half or eleven point favorites right now because of the injuries to the Detroit Lions. And I just I just I have every bit of faith that the Lions will give it everything they have. They just don't have enough. So I was going to bet the black chips of the MGM Grand would be stacked up in front of me. It would look like <laughs> the Renaissance Center. <laughs> I'd have to stand up to peek over the top of that stack. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and here's the other thing too. If, if I want to talk to Chris after the game, whether they're one and O or O and one, or I guess O O and one in his first game with the Detroit lions and ask him what it feels like to really be part of a team yeah. where the outcome matters for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a while since that has mattered for him. Oh uh, yeah, since his last you know, last season in the National Football League as, as a full-time player in 1997 with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Well, Mike, Lions have three games left in this season. Like you said, they're pretty decimated as far as yep. injuries go. Obviously, we're keeping an eye on a few of them, seeing how those turn out this week. But w- what do you make of these last three games? What are the Lions supposed to do with these last three games, considering they kind of had to run to the table to really have a shot at the playoffs and the loss to the Packers You know, kind of takes them out of that contention? Not mathematically, but in theory. Yeah, well, not mathematically, but in the you know in the matter of, of one game, it could be you know it could be no chance. I just play hard, play the best you can. You know what? It was hard to dump on the Lions last week at the game against Green I just thought I thought they played they played hard. They gave it what they had. I think the better team won, and the better team played better. That's what that's what's supposed yeah. to happen. 
especially at this at this stage of the season. Look, there's an old line in football, win in December, and it's, it's December right now, and, and they're playing teams that are in the playoff hunt. Maybe not Minnesota when they get to them in the last game of the season, but last week against the Packers, this upcoming week against the Titans, then the following week against uh, the overrated Tampa Bay Bucks and their overrated quarterback, Tom Brady. And we'll see what ha- I mean, at this stage, not not for his career, just, just at this stage. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you about that overrated game next week, Mike. I'm warming up, man. I'll tell you what, the <laughs> day after Christmas, if I don't get what I like, if there's a sack of coal out there, I'm taking it out on Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you, Tori Pepsi, oh, no. put me through this. <laughs> oh, no. I'm scared. Well, on that Beware. note. <laughs> yeah, and on that short, you know, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for hanging out with me on the podcast this week. If our listeners can't tell, I think it's pretty obvious that we have a lot of fun. So I appreciate hanging out with you. Well, thanks for having me. I look forward to it every week. Me too. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. We'll talk with you next week. Bet MGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, is coming soon to Michigan. But you can sign up early and get $100 in free sports bets and $100 in free casino bets with bonus code LIONS. Be ready for the action the moment BetMGM goes live. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com to get a total of $200 in free bets with bonus code LIONS. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons.